Welcome to this month's Leadership Foundation Sidious Playground Whispercast. And of course, a whisper is an introduction to an upcoming full-length podcast. And that gives you some time to do thinking and maybe even some reading if you want to. It also allows you to ask questions and make comments that will be included in the upcoming podcast on this topic. And you can send any of your input to leadershipfoundations.org. And we'll give you some additional info in a bit. Uh, to understand why we call this precursor a whisper, you can see our Why Whisper podcast on the Leadership Foundation podcast list. So that's always good. And I'm your host, Rick Enlow. I'm here with Leadership Foundation president and author of Sidious Playground, Dave Hillis. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing well, Rick. Thank you. Well, we want to uh, sort of do a little 10-minute teaser or whisper cast um, that, that talks about uh, sort of um, what's happening, kind of an update on what's going on here at LF. And behind that, um, as sort of the topic of our whisper, is uh, the question, uh, when is it justifiable to actually um, you know, identify our position or LF's position uh, or to lay claim to the work that LF does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's, let's explain that a little bit because that's kind of a, a, a wordy sentence there. Yeah, well, I, I would even maybe uh, back up a half step um, further, Rick, and just say that I think there's a general question for anybody that uh, is a follower of Jesus to say, what does one do uh, with a sense of ambition um, you know, the idea that you want to uh, get something done and you need to get something done, but then um, you hear the whisper of Jesus' words in your ear, which it says, you know, lay down your life, die. Mm-hmm. Um, you get you know, around something like Paul, who just essentially, you know, particularly in Philippians, says, I, you know, I'm going to empty myself and, and imitate Jesus in the sense of that, uh, you know, getting rid of all earthly ambition. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think it, it, it sits in a, an interesting place because as you run an organization, as you, you know, you as a pastor of a church, you stand up, you, at one level, you know, there's not much of an advertisement to be made if you just say, uh, don't come here because we aren't special, uh, but you can't go all the way to the other side and say, you know, we're the only thing that's special. So um, I've thought a lot about that in terms of leadership foundations, and I think it becomes a bit, more complicated because so much of what Leadership Foundations does around the world is in partnership with another. Right. So that's the other tension, you know, is that when you get something done uh, and you have this long list of, of partners, um, do you name everyone? Do you? Um, so in that, I, I've always been fascinated, Rick, with this, uh, this chapter. Uh, it comes up particularly in Matthew chapter 20, uh, where Jesus, you know, um, has now obviously lived his life for a bit. He's done all kinds of miracles and things. And, and so you begin to get the sense that people are saying, hey, this is not a bad guy to hang out with. Yeah. Um, I mean, he appears to be a, a, a winner, um, mm-hmm. to, to use one presidential's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, the guys that are with him are thinking, this guy could make Israel great again. Absolutely. You know. Yep, yep. We're beginning to see the shadow of the cross, but it has not yet <laughs> fully appeared. And so right. it's like, yeah, this, this looks like a good thing. So it's almost comical to me um, in, Ma- in Matthew 20 because uh, James and John's mother mm-hmm. um, gets sent to Jesus um, on their behalf to ask. Uh, they really think you're, a, you're a, a winning team here, Jesus. We'd like to be on your right and your left side. And I, I at least imagine uh, that there's this pause uh, in Jesus. And what you anticipate, at least, is that 
Um, I mean, you know, the thunder of God is going to come down and eviscerate them for, you know, such a over-the-top request. Mm -hmm. um, but Jesus very gently um, says, you know, you're actually asking for something that I'm not actually even powerful enough to give. And then um, later on gives them a question and says, now, can you, you know, drink of the cup that I'm going to drink? Um, and they indicate that they can. And he says, yes, indeed, you will. Mm -hmm. So in effect, I think, you know, and this at least gives us a platform by which to, to think about this, that a desire to actually do something, um, to, you know, get something done, even to lay claim to it, uh, is not a bad thing. In fact, Jesus doesn't, you know, dismiss it, mm -hmm. but rather he takes it and, and makes sure, you know, that it's being done in a way that doesn't diminish others, uh, that, you know, doesn't um, kind of wrap itself uh, in some kind of uh, ego armor. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, I think, what sits kind of behind this, you know, as I think about leadership foundations and every time I write something or every time I say something, I'm always trying to be very conscious of the fact that I do think there is a story to tell of the great work that LF is doing in 76 cities around the world. But I want to do it in a way that does not push people away, uh, does not give any kind of indication that we're the only game in town. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I think that's the big idea that sits there. Well, and I think, um, I, I don't speak for, you know, all churches since I'm just, you know, kind of working in one. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there has been that attitude sometimes by churches. And I think, you know, LF is certainly um, a, a great example to, you know, the local church that when they decide they're going to get involved in some kind of a, you know, initiative, outreach, mission, whatever they want to call it, that they tend to think that's when God is going to show up, mm -hmm. you know, and not, and without understanding, you know, the, the work of the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, I mean, they're just going to begin to cooperate at that point. Right. But I think you're right that there's a, there's a sense, it's a, a tricky thing to try to navigate being ambitious and, you know, and, and saying, Hey, we're, you know, we think we have something that we can contribute, but mm -hmm. then not turning around and, and uh, thinking that you just invented, mm -hmm. uh, you know, w the, the work of God. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. So what I have been interested in from a sort of theological end is, are there characteristics or are there ways of measuring this sense of ambition that Jesus does appear to, at one level, applaud, um, but that it's, being done in a way that, you know, smells, tastes like the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And increasingly what I've kind of run to, Rick, is this, this fascinating verse for me that, that sits in the fifth chapter of Matthew. It's right after the Beatitudes. And, of course, this is going to be the, the three chapters that Jesus gives a sermon around. But at the end of the Beatitudes, uh, in the 16th verse, uh, Jesus says, Now, let your uh, good deeds mm -hmm. come before humankind, for essentially in these good deeds they will bring praise and glory to God in heaven. And I've oftentimes asked, you know, crowds that I you know, speak to, I said, now, wouldn't, isn't that the bottom line? Wouldn't you love to have your organization or your church or, you know, your activity bring praise and glory to God in heaven? And everyone would, you know, nod and say yes. Yeah. I said, so the question becomes, you know, then how do you do these, these good deeds? 
and there's this pause and you know people are kind of scratching their head like is is there something more to this than than, than meets the eye mm-hmm. and then i tell them the story um rick that occurred to me with this verse i was up at a benedictine monastery hanging out with my uh, my monk i parochially like to describe father placidus and Father Placidus is this 87-year-old saint of a man. And every time I would go up to the monastery, he and I would get some time together. And I'd always walk into this room, and he'd be sitting there in his robe, and he'd be praying the rosary. And he uh, had no problem, by the way, of just sitting there in silence. Uh, the very first time I had this uh, experience with him, uh, he sat uh, saying nothing, and I got a little bit, you know, sort of <laughs> agitated and irritated. So I just began to speak and speak and speak. And finally, after I'd kind of shot my, you know, kind of wad, so to speak, it was probably three minutes later, it gets quiet, and he looks at me, he says, and he calls me David. He says, David, was that good for you? And I said, well, not particularly. He says, it wasn't very good for me either. <laughs> he said, how about if we just sit in silence and wait to see if uh, if God might have something to say to us. So that's kind of the backdrop to yeah. this time where I show up, and he reads this verse, and he says, uh, "Tell me what you think it means." Now, Placidus speaks, you know, five or six, you know, languages. He's what's considered in the Catholic Church a Thomistic scholar, which means Thomas Aquinas is, mm-hmm. you know, basically, you know, who he spent his whole life with thinking. So, very bright man, and I'm desperately trying to kind of impress him. And I said, well, you know, I, I said, it kind of reminds me of, of the plaque that Harry Truman had on his desk when he was president. Always do the right thing. It will astonish some and satisfy the rest. And of course, I'm trying to impress Placidus. And, and uh, he says, yeah, he says, that's, that's good. He says, that's pretty good. He says, that would be using um, the word right or good um, in the way that um, is is in the Greek word is is agathos. There's two words for good mm-hmm. um, in the Greek language, and one is agathos, which is you know do the good thing, do the right thing, uh, and the other is kalos. And he says, and that's that's your interpretation, the way you think about it, um, and you do expect Jesus to do that, but you would be wrong. And again, there's this pause, and <laughs> I'm getting ready to be corrected. And but then he says this. He says he says Jesus assumes that you would do the good thing. Um, but he says what's really going to bring praise and glory you know, to God in heaven is the way, the goodly way in which it's done. Hmm. And I, just, I had this moment, Rick, where I was sitting there with this you know, 87-year-old monk and just the ramifications of that. Uh, because I think of how often in a city good things are done all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are done in not goodly ways. Right. In fact, they diminish the other. And so increasingly for me then, to get back, I think, to the question of leadership foundations and how we take credit for something, I think it is legitimate to the degree that it's done in a goodly way. Mm -hmm. And one of the primary ways you measure that is where you don't diminish other. Um, And so that's, that's the thing that I've increasingly began to sort of wrestle with and say, I think leadership foundations can claim these things as long as it lifts everybody up right, at the same right. time. And if it, minis- if it diminishes anybody, then I think you can trust it's probably not the right thing to say. And you know, with the kind of the, say, current, and maybe even uh, predates me, but the idea that outcomes are the way that you evaluate something, um, I think it's important for us to realize that, you know, uh, if we expand that to not just 
the good thing, but the good way, the goodly way that has to be an outcome um, lens that we will. And I think what you're saying is that um, that's exactly what we need to do. And so that's why we're going to devote ourselves to a full length podcast. And we'll just go through uh, sort of an update in some areas about, for instance, uh, some of the meetings coming up in Africa, global youth initiative, uh, some community uh, in mission stuff, uh, maybe even take a little drive by on the uh, stages of impact tool and, and ask ourselves not just what good things are happening, but in what ways are those good things happening? That's right. And, uh, and take a look through that lens. So that's uh, that's coming up in our next podcast. And if you have any input, again, you can contact us, uh, info at leadershipfoundations.org. So I uh, look forward to talking to you about that, Dave. You too, Rick.